0: In this episode, we are going to talk how to provide feedback to children related to their sedentary behavior and physical activity. And we have a great guest for today's episode. Our guest is working, our guest is doing her PhD at Loughborough University in UK. And her work is focused on developing a family-based wearable intervention using the behavior change wheel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Amy Kreiser. Welcome, Amy.
1: Hi. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah, good to good to have you. So, I, how I actually came up in contact with Amy was that I was posting in Twitter like some first drafts of our polar bear animation. So we are developing this kind of feedback for children for physical activity measurements that we would actually have a polar bear educating them about physical activity and telling about their their results and Amy offered to give some some feedback on those so how was your first impressions when you saw this kind of animation feedback?
1: Yeah well thank you for inviting me to talk about it on the podcast um so yeah I think my initial impressions was I think it's really good that um you've kind of gone more the cartoon the route kind of thing um I guess for me it's thinking about how different each child is um and trying to tailor feedback to each child um I think one of the kind of key things that comes out with wearable activity trackers is this idea of um and any kind of device that gives feedback is this idea that um it's not coming from within it's not you know intrinsic motivation it's kind of an external source telling somebody this is what we should be doing this is what you're doing this is what you should be doing kind of thing and I guess kind of um my initial thing and I know that it's a lot of work and it's very difficult and it's it's difficult to determine you know what resources people have out there is this idea of like a cartoon avatar you know could you make it so that um the person that's giving you feedback so for example like you mentioned the polar bar the person that's giving the child feedback and saying you know you're doing this maybe you could potentially do this is that reflective of the person like could that be you know this person looks like them it sounds like them it almost feels like it's coming from within it's more of like an intrinsic motivation rather than an external source kind of coming within so I think that I think that idea of, you know, the cartoon is it kind of it's what children are familiar with and, and maybe I'm completely wrong. They might absolutely like love the polar bear and they might have, you know, hate something that looks exactly like them. Um, so I think they are used to kind of cartoons and learning, particularly like, you know, from chip um, from TV. They're used to learning from cartoons. I think that's really good. But I guess my initial thoughts was you know, would it make a difference if it was like someone that really resembled them and who they were?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's an interesting point. And we haven't got yet feedback about the polar bear other than like just few, few kids and, and some seem to like it. But of course, how it works in a longer term is, is a different, different question. And I think how we, how we came up with the animation was that yeah children like to watch videos they like animations and they might not really like x y <laughs> coordinates and graphs on on those so i think it's at, at least a little bit closer what children like and we try to also make the language in a way that children would understand Um do, do you see any possibilities how how we could do technology in, in the technology way that it would be kind of them getting the or giving the feedback also like you suggested
1: yeah see that was one thing that I don't know if I'm very qualified to comment on um because yeah I think it's an interesting thing of having that idea but I don't know whether that is well I imagine it's very resourceful and you might kind of um you know invest a lot of time and effort into doing something like that and you're right like some children might not like it at all and you think oh but you know is it was that a waste of time a little bit um but I think it, it's difficult to know what what children want because not every child wants the same thing and you have to think about if it's like a sustainable thing um that you want children to use and engage with over time then you have to think about adapting that to the age group and and things like that and I guess it's just yeah that was my initial thing of just you know can someone kind of child kind of see relate to this person relate to this kind of cartoon almost
0: yeah and I I think when you start to do the feedback it's actually really challenging when you start to think that basically you want to be truthful and and that's what many educators say that you need to you need to tell the truth and and but sometimes it might be discouraging it might be negative news how do you how do you tell it in the right way and how do you how do you maybe give the bad results but still be encouraging so do you have any any points how would you approach kind of for example negative results but still being encouraging
1: yeah, I, I agree exa- exactly what you've said with, you know, we need to be really honest as in like, you know, you're collecting a measure, for example, you want to make sure that feedback is is honest and that we're not, you know, kind of deceiving the children or, or any participant that's using the device. I guess um, my initial kind of thought is to kind of tailor in it towards the individual and the child because... I guess when you're thinking about giving feedback you want to give feedback in a way that is of interest to them so what are their main priorities so if you're giving it to a child they might not actually be interested in you know how active they're being they're interested in are they having fun with their friends so you might focus on maybe giving that feedback that's focusing on I don't know, you could maybe potentially get them to list some activities that they enjoy doing that are kind of tailored towards physical activity and you know in the literature we might think, well, this activity is maybe equivalent to moderate to vigorous physical activity. So, you know, is it more we get them to identify these activities, these fun things that they like, and we give them feedback that way. So we're focusing less on the health outcomes, but we're saying like, oh well done, you know, you've done Two out of your five favourite activities today, this um you know is equivalent to 20 minutes of being active. Why don't you maybe try one or two more of your your favourite activities? And I guess it is it is so difficult and there's definitely not a, a right answer. Um but yeah, I wonder if it if it if it's worth kind of focusing on. Health and the outcomes, and you know whether they're doing equivalent to the guidelines, as more of a secondary outcome rather than the primary.
0: Yeah, I, I I think those are really really good points, and we have tried to bring the fun there. Maybe maybe kind of telling something that it's good for your health and for your development. Because if they don't really understand that, will they have any motivation? In a way, of course, having fun with friends is. Is, is motivating and so on and I think the just the difficulty is that we don't get the context so basically if you have an accelerometer device you don't really know whether they were doing with friends or or what what it was so I think that's challenging but anyway you can you can definitely talk about those those things and and in our earlier recording you you told about barriers for using technology and the novelty effect and then getting bored how would you see the gamification and this kind of interaction you mentioned that they could do maybe some listing activities how how would you make it more interactive and maybe game like
1: yeah I think I've had a discussion with parents in the past within the feasibility work that we conducted and one of the parents mentioned this idea of having like a virtual world so again it's similar to kind of the the avatar type thing that um I mentioned before is that you're emerged in this like virtual world and that's kind of how you go about and how you can kind of it's almost kind of like graded task of starting a small goal and working your way up but you kind of do that immersed in this virtual gamification um and again, I just it is, it is really difficult because you could think about this, you could develop a really interactive game that you think, oh, you know, children are going to love this, and then the next new trend comes and they're not interested in that anymore. So it is really difficult to think about sustainability um, with any kind of technology that's um, used to increase physical activity.
0: Yes, good points. And, and then I wanted Hello? to ask...
2: excuse uh, me. Could I ask one question before you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sir, please, please go on.
2: Do you work with children in physical activity? Okay, then you should listen to us. We wanted to tell you about this horror bear animation that is so cool. And we understood from his funny explanations why humans and polar bears shouldn't sit all day. Fibian device, it is an accelerator. And I could tell you all the specs. But you just need to know it measures accurately sedentary behavior and physical activity and is scientifically validated. But most importantly, using it feels like magic. Yeah, like magic. Ding, dong, done. So, learn more at fibian.com slash kids. Please click it because it's important that kids all over the world can learn from polar bear. That's so awesome. Mom, can we have our polar bear as a pet? Please, Mom?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it it might be challenging to do, but I'm thinking like just the video calls nowadays that you can have a moving moving background which could be the kind of animation characters and then you have the person, the child there. So basically even with the video calls you can kind of have them in the in the virtual reality. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. And how, how do you see like different age groups? How, how would you approach in your study? You had five to nine year old. How ready they were for this kind of graphic feedback? How do you, how do you see the different age groups? What would be the ideal way of providing feedback for different age groups?
1: Yeah, so I think within my study, um, a lot of the younger age group, and as well, we we did have a few siblings within that as well, so um, a few four-year-olds, and they were just particularly interested in the vibration that you get when you meet your goal, for example, um, and you kind of get like fireworks, and that is what they were aiming for. It wasn't, I want to get this many steps, I want to be this active. It's or you know if i do two more steps i'll get that little firework and that little buzz and it'll be you know it's something to aim for within that age group whereas obviously working with the the siblings of those um children that were teenagers that didn't that didn't mean anything for to them getting these kind of virtual rewards wasn't a big motivator for them to be active um but again different children have different motivators to be active so just because one child really enjoyed the fireworks another child that same age might have had no interest in that whatsoever um so yeah it's definitely definitely to kind of tailor it towards the age group but again it's still tailoring it to the individual as well as the group as well
0: so basically if you have quite many options within the The app or the feedback, then children could maybe pick up the ones that they, they get excited. Yeah. So in, in your intervention, you had also parents involved. And I think always when we talk about children and their physical activity, we should consider parents as they are giving an example. They are guiding, guiding. And maybe for smaller kids, they are actually kind of translating the results and, and and so on so how do you see the interaction between the children parents and maybe researchers and and how should we provide feedback for children and parents should it be different how do we make this kind of whole whole system work
1: yeah it's really interesting it was really interesting it was one thing that I didn't really consider much before I did my feasibility work Um. But a lot of the the things that came out of the feasibility work was the fact that even though... So we gave parents the device as well as the child. And what we found was we asked parents and families, you know, did you do anything differently as a family? And there was a a different range of, of responses. So we found that some people were just doing physical activity, you know, individually, but then they might come home and kind of compare their steps. So the parent was kind of monitoring the child that way. Um, Whereas some families were, you know, no, like kind of saying we scheduled in walks, we made sure we had time to be active together. Um, So that was really interesting. So I think providing feedback um, to parents of their child's physical activity was one of the major things, is one of the things that they enjoyed monitoring about, about their child. But I do think it's, there's kind of mixed evidence isn't there of whether um, child and parent physical activity are related and I think there's kind of more of a trend towards actually co-participation in physical activity Um so whether you know whether that feedback would encourage parents to also join their child and support their child to do physical activity is really interesting um, and I also think as well we focus a lot on the parent monitoring the child, but it's actually quite interesting of like the child having an influence on their parents' physical activity as well. You know, it's kind of like a bi-directional um relationship. So what some of the things that I found was that um parents were saying, they were comparing their own physical activity to their child and saying, oh, you know, it made me realise how inactive I was because my child is so active. And in that sense it motivated the parent to be more active because compared to the child they felt like you know they needed to do more so I think it's 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 maybe less so kind of giving the parent the feedback of their child's physical activity but maybe like integrating it as a whole family thing so the child can also monitor the parents a little bit and it kind of becomes, you know, a bit of a competition which works for some people, doesn't work for others. Um, but I think it's quite interesting to see it as more of a a whole system of the family doing things together and, and monitoring the steps together and things like that.
0: I, I, I think that's a great point. And I, I'm thinking this, like, whether it's a third character there, whether it's a polar bear or something else, that would it help kind of telling the story, telling the narrative? For example, if in the feedback we kind of tell kids that you check also that your parents are. So then the kids could tell that, hey, the polar bear said that adults need to do this and you haven't done this. So do you think it could help both ways for parents to tell the story, the narrative for the child and and vice versa, if there's some kind of character who you can kind of... uh, uh, make, us, uh, make us a make us a teller of the story
1: yeah I think that would be a really interesting concept and I think it's something that maybe like not a lot of people would would consider so I think that would be really exciting and really interesting um and I think as well kind of saying to a child a lot of the time like we whenever we kind of give questionnaires out we might say you know your mum or dad or whoever looks after you at home, they've got some homework to do tonight. And saying to a child their parents got homework is like, oh, you know, and they they get really excited about it. So I think it could potentially work in a similar way of, you know, you know, it's not just on the child. It's not just you need to be doing this. You should be doing this. It's like, no, this is true for everybody. And this is also true for, you know, your parents or whoever's looking after you at home. Um, and I think that might actually be quite like a nice motivator for them, and kind of they, you know, I feel like children love it when you kind of say, "Oh, you know, you need to nudge your parent to do this a little bit," and and things like that.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I I like the idea. I think we we will develop it a little bit further. Um, yeah, so we have discussed now the children, the parents, and I I think many times when we are talking about. Results or we are talking about the recommendations. We kind of this scientists are talking about moderate to vigorous intensity and so on. But how should we talk about that to parents? How should we talk about that five year old kids? How should we talk about that to medical practitioners? So I think the language needs to be adapted in all these, these steps. Did you have any? Did you think about this in your your feasibility study, that what kind of language, what kind of wording you use for different different groups?
1: Yes, yeah, so it wasn't something we thought about in the feasibility study, but it's kind of something we've thought about since, given um, parents' feedback on this kind of thing. And I do think, yeah, you're right in the, the fact that you have to kind of tailor it towards the individual. And I guess it's just like determining what are the priorities so i guess like if you work um with researchers and clinicians they might be more interested in what are the health outcomes are they meeting this this and this criteria and that might that might be it that might be their priority um, and that might be their role Um, they might also be interested in more you know a group level Uh, whereas like parents and child obviously they're more interested in the individual level they're interested in their own family their own child. I think it's working with parents and trying to understand you know what is going to help you understand these terms um so this is like part of what we're going to be doing um within some of my PhD work is presenting these terms and saying you know does this help you understand anything I'm like suspecting that they're probably going to say no like I don't know what moderate means and it's just saying well how can we help you understand it and I think Sometimes it's just as simple enough to kind of say, this is an activity that would be moderate. It's an activity that would be vigorous. And it is also really difficult not to kind of just tailor that towards sports and exercise and kind of make sure you incorporate everyday um, physical activity. Um, But, yeah, I think it's really just engaging those, those demographics and thinking what are their priorities and how can we help you understand the priorities